good day. I'm Martin Webb, and welcome to the Climate Report for Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. The Climate Report broadcasts and podcasts on KVMR-FM and at kvmr.org every second and fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Today's Climate Report is going to be part one of a two-part special series on the brand new released Sierra Nevada Regional Climate Vulnerability Assessment. Please note all Climate Report shows are archived at KVMR's podcast page for re-listening and sharing. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email climatereport at kvmr.org. Now, before we dive into the Sierra Nevada Regional Climate Vulnerability Assessment itself, it's worth it to take a moment to visit and appreciate who the organizations and the people are behind this report because there are a lot of people doing a lot of work in action, often behind the scenes. And I want to make sure that the KVMR listeners are aware of a couple of different groups. And first, there's the Sierra Business Council, the SBC, the Sierra Business Council. Now, people who are local to the radio station might be familiar with a different group that ends in the word council, the Economic Resource Council, is a local organization. This is something different. The Sierra Business Council actually is quite a progressive, forward-thinking group. Their focus is on healthy communities, healthy environment, and healthy economy, and how those three are intertwined. So, Oftentimes, we're used to, in the media, hearing about business-related organizations, chambers of commerce, the local economic resource council, that really have uh, sometimes a very strict and narrow financial and economic and business interest. So even though the name of this organization that uh, we're highlighting here that is the sort of the parent organization that's produced this, the Sierra Business Council, again, focuses in three parts, a healthy community is based on a healthy environment, which then can also produce a healthy economy. So for example, um, they have helped a lot of small businesses um, across uh, the Sierra Nevada region. Um, They've helped fund 12, or not fund, they've helped find um, $12.5 million in loans and grants. This is just last year. This is a 2021 impact statement. Um, They published a resilient infrastructure plan. So they're helping small businesses. They're finding loans and grants for the area. They're looking at infrastructure. Um, They updated their Sierra Comprehensive Economic Development Strategy. They assisted Nevada and Placer County in um, allocating millions of dollars to build out internet connections to over 2,000 homes. We know how important that is locally. In addition to big money, they're also doing small things that are really important for our community. For example... They donated 150 Lake Tahoe written in Spanish map and access guides to youth serving nonprofits. Now, uh, they also do a lot of advocacy for our region, um, supporting jobs, championing champions to uh, wildfire funding packages, and uh, they successfully advanced climate priorities in the most recent state budget, helping result in almost a $4 billion climate package for California. They also have their finger on the pulse of housing and uh, are advancing housing policies that balance uh, wildfire resilience and housing needs in our what's called a wildland urban 
interface. But more importantly, and what we're here to talk about today on the Climate Report, is their advocacy in the realm of energy efficiency, energy resiliency, energy independence, and the climate, which is a huge part of their focus. They've recognized at this year Business Council that if we don't pay attention to the climate hazards that are threatening our specific region, it's going to be hard to have a healthy community and a healthy economy. And so uh, some of the things that they have done just in the last year alone, accelerated energy efficiency and climate mitigation efforts for over 16 agencies around the Sierra Nevada region, including Tahoe Regional Planning Agency. They've worked with Calaveras County, the City of Angels Camp. They've worked with Nevada County, Grass Valley, Nevada City, the City of Sonora, Placer County, Plumas, Unified School District, El Dorado County Transit Authority, Georgetown, Mariposa County, Plumas County, City of Loomis, City of Auburn, and the Truckee region just last year working on energy efficiency and climate mitigation efforts. They've also helped complete three different greenhouse gas emissions inventories, which is working with a city or county to take an inventory of their production of greenhouse gases at all various levels, both government sectors, commercial and residential. Now, they've also helped to continue implement five different energy action plans. Uh, We have those energy action plans here in Nevada County, um, Grass Valley, Nevada City, Truckee. We've highlighted those and we'll continue to revisit those. They also have begun two different greenhouse gas reduction plans. So it's one thing to take an inventory and then creating a plan to reduce it. So it's hard to make a plan to reduce something if you don't even know what and where and how much it is. So they're working in our area across um, more than a dozen counties, and they work at both, again, the city level and the county level on greenhouse gas emission inventories, then greenhouse gas reduction plans, as well as energy action plans. They've helped facilitate more than a dozen energy audits um, and benchmarking analyses, and they've looked at climate data across 20 to different counties. So what we're going to highlight um, over this series of reports on this new Sierra Nevada Regional Climate Vulnerability Assessment is it's really tailored and focused exactly to our area. Now, in the climate report, we work hard to give you a different taste of what's happening. Um, we'll do a little suite usually of international news, then we'll bring it down to national, then state, regional, local as best we can. But this is the latest assessment from a regional authority using regional climate scientists and taking years to produce this, looking at a wealth of data, both historical as well as projections forward. They've interviewed people in communities and they've highlighted county by county um, exactly what they see are some of the vulnerabilities. And so this is such a crucial report. And... um, the Sierra Business Council is that uh, that overarching entity that, again, that focuses on communities, economic uh, impact, and environmental impact. Now, one of the things that the Sierra Business Council does, now that we've introduced some of you to them, the Sierra Business Council, they have a couple of very interesting and quite valuable programs that they get grant funding to run. One is called Sierra Nevada Energy Watch, S-N-E-W, Sierra Nevada 
Energy Watch is one of their most recognized programs related to energy efficiency and the climate. It's a contract that the Sierra Business Council actually has with PG&E. So it's only in PG&E territory, even though the Sierra Business Council covers 22 counties, both on-grid, off-grid, and all sorts of different utility companies, because there's a patchwork of utility providers out there. For example, Plumas Sierra counties, they have their own public utility district, just like SMUD does for Sacramento. Plumas and Sierra counties, which are just north of KVMR's home county of Nevada County, have their own public district. And uh, Truckee Donner has their own public utility district. So when it comes to Sierra Nevada Energy Watch, which is a very specific program run in partnership with PG&E by the Sierra Business Council, it covers only 14 counties and only PG&E territory. And they work mainly with public agencies as well as small businesses. And it focuses on energy efficiency, benchmarking your energy use, providing audits, doing energy efficiency retrofits, greenhouse gas inventories um, with public agencies, energy action plans. So wherever people get PG&E electricity and natural gas, for sure, public agencies and small businesses can reach out to Sierra Nevada Energy Watch knowing that it's a program run by PG&E and Sierra Business Council. So again, that's focusing um, specifically on energy efficiency, how to use less, which is so important, especially in a society where we oftentimes use more than we need or are quite wasteful. So that's the Sierra Nevada Energy Watch program that's part of Sierra Business Council's efforts. Now, we're going to dial in, though, to a different program that produced this interesting and valuable report on climate of vulnerabilities. And it's a different program run by Sierra Business Council. It's called Sierra CAMP, C-A-M-P. That stands for Climate Adaptation and Mitigation Partnership. The Sierra CAMP, Climate Adaptation and Mitigation Partnership. Now, I want to note one thing about that title because you'll see this more and more in climate reporting and climate news and journalism, and that is the two words adaptation and mitigation. It used to be with the decades of warning before we began seeing and feeling more of these serious extreme weather effects that were predicted over the last few years, for decades and decades, the focus was on mitigation, which is meaning uh, means keeping it from happening, mitigating the um, the problems that are foreseen in the future. So there used to be a lot of focus on stopping um, the effects of of climate change that were predicted. Had we collectively, as a, a species and a nation, government and individuals, had we done what we were warned we should have done decades ago? we would have just been focusing on mitigation. However, as we hear the words adaptation more and more, it's basically an admission that we didn't do what we needed to. And a lot of the money now in government circles is being set aside for adaptation as well as mitigation. So adaptation is sort of saying, well, we're definitely gonna be having the effects and we're gonna have to adapt to them because we didn't do what we needed to to keep these things from happening. 
Now, um, we've seen in some cases that adaptation is more lucrative government contracts because they can build things. They build seawalls and there's construction that has to be done. So funding for adaptation tends to be more exciting for governments because they can dole out contracts that businesses like. Mitigation isn't quite as attractive and sexy because mitigation usually means consuming less, buying less, using less of everything, generally speaking, and that's not how you grow an economy. So just wanted to point out that, again, you'll see this more and more, the words adaptation and mitigation. And so that's in the name Sierra Camp Sierra, Climate Adaptation and Mitigation Partnership, which we know we need to adapt. So the the report itself is fairly well written, and I've highlighted what I believe are the most salient and important information. And there's going to be a wealth of information that we're going to learn about our ecosystem and our geography. But first, a little context about Sierra Camp. The Sierra Climate Adaptation and Mitigation Partnership uh, Camp is a cross-sector partnership. It's a collaborative effort managed by the Sierra Business Council. It serves as a partnership of organizations, businesses, and local governments trying to support vibrant communities, having a resilient environment, and improved quality of life within the region. Now, this is supposed to serve as a climate action capacity-building hub for communities that range from the Cascade up at the northern border of California with Oregon, the Cascade um, mountain range all the way down through the Sierras. And this is supposed to foster urban rural connection in order to build more statewide investment in our region's communities and natural resources. So it's not just about um, regional climate adaptation and mitigation strategies, but this is supposed to be a hub for all of us to work together, as well as draw more attention to our needs up here in the Sierra. So Um, Sierra Camp's priorities are on educating and engaging in what they call equitable climate solutions, as well as providing policy analysis and education, convening region-wide collaborators to maximize funding and then supporting and initiating projects, as well as just building the capacity to address climate change. If you want to know more about some of what I'm reading, you can certainly go to sierrabusiness.org, sierrabusiness.org. That's the Sierra Business Council website, and you will be able to find their CAMP, Sierra CAMP Climate Adaptation and Mitigation Partnership website. Now, the interesting thing about Sierra CAMP is they are not alone. As a matter of fact, almost the entirety of the state of California is covered by seven different unique climate-based partnerships. I bring this to the attention of the Climate Report and KVMR listeners because These are the things that are intended to build more awareness, which builds more hope, which tends to build more engagement and climate action from an individual level on up. Um, Sometimes or or oftentimes you don't hear about these things happening. And once you do, you realize, oh, my gosh, there is a lot of action at the community, regional, state and uh, local level. So. Let me describe to you um, a little bit about these organizations and uh, geographically where they're located. The interesting thing about all of these different climate collaboratives are that they cover sort of a ring around the edge of California. They go along the coast, they go along the Sierras, 
There's even a stripe that goes from the Bay to Sacramento up to Tahoe. But otherwise, the Central Valley does not have a climate activism collaboration partnership happening. But here's who does. There's the North Coast Resource Partnership. And, and I want to say that these seven climate collaboratives across California actually together have formed what they call the Alliance of Regional Collaboratives for Climate Adaptation. And that's got its own acronym. But what they do is they exchange knowledge. They engage in targeted problem solving. They share best practices. They implement joint campaigns. They focus on breaking down what they call silos across sectors and jurisdictions where people just get narrow-minded and focused on their one little thing. And then they also sign shared comment letters on funding and state-level policies. So there's one group called the North Coast Resource Partnership. That is a regional climate collaborative that runs from the North Bay all the way up along the coast, um, all the way up to the Oregon border, and then it heads east along the Oregon border until it hits the Nevada border. So that's the north coast. That's sort of the northwest corner. Then as we continue around the edge along the Nevada border, um, then you'll find, of course, what we're going to be talking about here, and that is the Sierra Climate Adaptation and Mitigation Partnership, Sierra Camp. They all tend to have their own cute little acronyms. But there's the north coast region, then there's the Sierra Nevada region. Then uh, if you go down south, there is the Inland Southern California Climate Collaborative. That's the Inland Empire, Death Valley, everything east of LA and San Diego, way down there in the desert. They have their own Inland Southern California Climate Collaborative. As we continue around um, clockwise around the state, next there's the San Diego Regional Climate Collaborative. Then the Los Angeles Regional Collaborative for Climate Action and Sustainability. And then that shares, uh, as you continue to go along the coast, that touches along the border with the Central Coast Climate Collaborative, which stretches from LA all the way up to South Bay. The entire Central Coast is the Central Coast Climate Collaborative. Then once you get to the Bay Area, the Bay Area, of course, has its own group called the Bay Area Climate Adaptation network. Then uh, last but not least, there is the Capital Region Climate Readiness Collaborative, and that's the Sacramento area up to Tahoe. So essentially, the entire coast from border to border, from Oregon to Mexico, there's the North Coast uh, Climate Collaborative, the Bay Area, the Central Coast, LA, San Diego, and then almost completely along the eastern border of California, you've got this Sierra Camp You've got the Enland Empire, you've got Sacramento covered, and again, big donut holes for the agricultural pockets along the Central Valley, North Valley, and Southern Valley. But those are seven climate collaboratives of which our group, the Sierra Camp, is a part of this major alliance where then they all talk together. So that is a heap of work going on. And then here's a last little smidgen um, about their membership details before we dive into um, where the genesis of this report came from. And then um, make sure that you tune in in two weeks when we actually dive into the meat of the report. But here's the Sierra Camp membership details. Members of the Sierra Climate Adaptation and Mitigation Partnership, Sierra Camp, are an engaged group of individuals 
and organizations who understand that their well-being depends on the health and long-term resilience of communities and the natural systems around them. Our work is based on the belief that social, economic, and environmental systems are interconnected and inseparable, and that collaboration between diverse sectors and communities is essential for growth and prosperity, especially in an era of warming temperatures and a changing climate. So I'm reading that here from, again, uh, sierrabusiness.org, their Sierra Camp page, talking about their details. So again, their, their work is based on the belief that the social and economic and environmental systems are interconnected and inseparable. So the people, the money, and the environment, the economy, they're interconnected and inseparable. And so they're focused on long-term resilience of communities and natural systems around us. And furthermore, they believe that collaboration between diverse sectors, so working with a a diverse group of, of sectors, not just government to government, not just talking, you know, forest service to forest service, but a collaboration between individuals, businesses, nonprofits, government organizations. All of that is not only essential for growth and prosperity, but in an era of warming temperatures and a changing climate. So they have a link to a membership interest form. And I'm hoping that um, this is raising awareness for the fact that if you or someone you know, or you're part of a business or an organization that would like to begin collaborating more, making more of a difference, finding out how you can reduce your energy efficiency footprint, how you can do a greenhouse gas inventory, create an energy action plan. Sierra Business Council has their two different programs, Sierra Nevada Energy Watch, which focuses on energy efficiency amongst public agencies and small businesses. Um, less focused on the individual. And then there's Sierra Camp, the Climate Adaptation and Mitigation Partnership, which is focused on um, climate-related work. So um, these are really important efforts, and it's important for people to recognize and feel good that we aren't just flying blind here in the Sierra Nevada community. There are a lot of people working together. So a little bit then more to dial into this report. In 2020, Sierra Camp was rewarded an almost $200,000 Prop 68 Resilient Communities grant from another group that you may have heard of called the Sierra Nevada Conservancy. Now, the Sierra Nevada Conservancy awarded this $200,000 grant to Sierra Camp in order to complete what's called a triple bottom line climate vulnerability assessment across all 22 counties in the Sierra Nevada Conservancy's boundary. Now, this was done in partnership with stakeholders throughout the region, and the work identified environmental, social, and economic climate vulnerabilities. So that's the triple bottom line they're referring to. They wanted a climate vulnerability assessment and looked at those three things. How could the changing climate hazards and effects impact our environment, the people, and then our economy. So um, that's what this grant was awarded for them to do and to identify again the climate vulnerabilities specific to the Sierra Nevada region. A lot of the reporting and the science that we talk about and share here on the Climate Report 
is national and international and sometimes state news. So that's why we're going to spend a lot of time really building the context and understanding um, what's happening with this report. And on the next climate report, tune in as we dive into what it says about the region as well as what it says about Nevada County. Now, this is also expected to provide communities with the data and technical support they need to undertake climate planning and to prioritize projects and, and identify them. So after two years of extensive research, analysis, and writing, the assessment was finally completed and was just recently released. Now, the again, this was Sierra Camp, which is part of Sierra Business Council, and um, they said that the the overall report benefited from Sierra Business Council reaching out to the expertise of a team of climate science professionals. So this isn't just a bunch of people that sat around and Googled what might be the deal. This was two years of extensive research, analysis, and writing, including a team of climate science professionals who modeled climate data, performed climate projections, and provided feedback on climate change impacts to public health, economies, and the environment for this assessment. Sierra Business Council also partnered with the Sierra Institute for Community and Environment to conduct what they called community capacity assessments across the region. That's where they actually met with the communities and assessed what is our capacity to actually adapt to what's expected to come forward. And they specifically ranked um, that the different adaptation um, capacity based on our financial stability, our human um, capacity, how many people do we have, do we have experts, our social capacity, that means working together, um, as well as our infrastructure. And so um, what they asked and, and what they answered is, so why do a Sierra Nevada assessment? And in California, many existing assessments of vulnerability use indicators that are more relevant to more urban communities. For example, something called Cal EnviroScreen, which assesses environmental health, prioritizes air and water pollution metrics to identify disadvantaged communities. While these metrics are crucial to some communities in our state, we also know that they don't capture some of the key challenges that the Sierra Nevada faces as a large rural region with limited resources and capacity and a high degree of dependence on natural resources. So with the guidance of their technical advisory group, scientists and climate adaptation professionals from around this region, they were able to identify climate indicators that are directly relevant to the area. By combining these qualitative metrics with a suite of community outreach efforts and engagement activities, this new and unique assessment provides a holistic Sierra-specific look at climate vulnerability. Now, the culminating report includes a profile for each of the 46 jurisdictions in the Sierra, identifying and ranking their key environmental, economic, and social climate vulnerabilities. The report is expected to assist communities in their own climate planning while helping them communicate and contextualize their climate vulnerability for regional and statewide funding opportunities. So, if you're interested, you can certainly um, read more at sierrabusiness.org. But tune in in two weeks when we have our first 
of uh, our twice monthly climate reports on the uh, on the Sierra Nevada Regional Climate Vulnerability Assessment. Um, that's going to be on the second Thursday in October at six thirty p.m. We're going to actually talk about what does the report say. What is the most important vulnerabilities that we should be aware of and keep in mind here in this year in Nevada? What can we do about it? And also, how did Nevada County come out in their grade? Well, that's all for today's Climate Report. Broadcasting and podcasting here on KVMR-FM and at kvmr.org every second and fourth Thursday at 6.30 p.m. I'm Martin Webb. This was part one of our special report on the Sierra Nevada Regional Climate Vulnerability Assessment. If you'd like to catch part two, that will be the second Thursday in October at 6.30 p.m. For daily news headlines in between broadcasts, including heaps of good news and tips, there is a Climate Report social media page, which you can find on our podcast page at kvmr.org. And as always, today's show will be archived and post to the KVMR website podcast page for sharing or re-listening. For questions or comments, feel free to email climatereport at kvmr.org.